Good evening, I guess. It's five o'clock, so I'm heading home. I had recorded uh, a short episode coming here to work this morning, but uh, that got all corrupted and screwed up, and I thought, you know, I didn't really like the way it was turning out anyway because it was kind of sporadic and, you know, typical. Lately, I've been trying to stay a little bit on point. Just a little bit. A little, little, little bit. So, um, I had made a comment in, in one of my, uh, one I think about coffee or water or whatever about, um, you know, as long as you got the, the usual suspects, you know, food, fire, shelter, water, then, you know, you, you got the basics for survival covered, you know, pretty much. So we talked about coffee, which is like one of my survival items of choice. And uh, water. And I talked a little bit about, you know, maybe doing some cottage industries. You know, it's hard to shoot that far out thinking about it, but just trying to say, you know, here's some stuff you ought to consider, you know, instead of investing in just more beans, band-aids, and bullets, you know, if you depending on how long you've been prepping. And and then there's the you know the the investments that we make you know silver, you know ammo you know I consider that an investment because you can barter it, barter items like alcohol and stuff, you know. But can you can you distill alcohol? That's that could become a barter or a end of the world um, shtf kind of industry, and so. You know, if, if you have certain skills, <clears throat> then maybe buy some of that stuff to where if you can't ever get it again, <clears throat> you could you could do it as a business. So buy extra of that, you know, because, you know, you can buy barter goods, but they, they only last so long, you know, pretty soon you bartered out, you know, all your stuff for other stuff. And then you're still hungry, you know, a year or two into this. So I think, you know, being able to continue on making things and doing things is a plus. So, you know, your your investments should be more than just, you know, gold and silver or ammo or precious metals or crypto or whatever the fuck. You know, lots of solar panels if you're into that industry because people will need it. <clears throat> so... There's that. And then I didn't put in there that, you know, um, you might, you know, want to invest in a, in an old, you know, diesel truck with a, a bucket lift, you know, so you can do, you know, solar panel repair or scavenging, you know, that runs on diesel and you could get biodiesel. I had talked in one, I think, but I haven't listened to it about the uh, transformers on power poles have, you know, a few gallons of oil in them, which could be a biodiesel. So I've covered most of that, and I wanted to talk a little bit about just shelter, you know. And and I'm not a fan of hunkering down. I mean, everybody should probably have to leave for a while because things get really crazy. It's It's like, you know, it's like a bar fight 
as opposed to a bar discussion or debate or argument. You know, once a bar fight breaks out, there's no sense. There's no logic or reason behind it. It's just a fucking bar fight. And so what you're going to want to do is, you know, get out for a while. Go hunker down somewhere else. I call it a a fallback position. I'm not retreating. I'm not leaving and I'm not going anywhere. I'm just not going to be here for a while. You know, wherever here is for you or me. And so, you know, I'm going to go camping for a while, basically. You know, bug out to a, a safe retreat and, and, you know, take what I need to protect myself from mainly the, the, the fucking mountain lions and bears and whatever's in your area, snakes, and and then hunker down there, out of sight, out of mind. So that's, you know, my plan. Now, when you come back, you have to factor in the, the reality that you know, a lot of your shit could be stolen or destroyed. So with all your your preps that you buy for your cottage industry or, you know, end of the world industry, collapse, um, you might need to have them somewhere else. You might want to disguise them as a pile of shit. So nobody sees it. You know, it's gone. It's out of sight, out of mind again. So there's some logistics in it. But when you come back, depending on where you are, you know, if you're in the city, you're not coming back. And, and a lot of the cottage industry ideas kind of go by the wayside. Water and food, you know, and shelter as far as tents and stuff like that won't. But if you, you acquire some land because, you know, people are dead. You know, it's what happens in an apocalypse. You know, then... Then you could integrate into a community and uh, and start up a cottage industry. So everything, as always, is fluid. And depending on the type of apocalypse, end of the world, shit hit the fan kind of thing. But you're going to end up far away from the crazies whether it's your property that you bought long ago or inherited it, inherited, <laughs> or what you get because, uh, you know, you inherited it because the previous owner died and you didn't know him, but it looks good. It's out of the way. So, you know, there you are. So these are the things that are sheltered that I kind of want to talk about. So if you're going to bug out and retreat, you're going to have that temporary shelter for a month, maybe. You know, a good tent, you know, or tarp or something. Not a big, bright orange tent, but just something you can be safe in and dry and keep warm. I'm a fan of uh, debris shelters. Very low, easy, low maintenance, low, you know, where you kind of crawl in there and sleep buried with tons of foliage and stuff to where you're warm, you know, you, you know, and, and even at night in, in a lot of areas, like even in Arizona, the nights still get really cold. Sleeping outside is not going to be fun, even in the dead of summer, you know, because it gets really chilly at night. And, and then during the day, you can be outside the evening 
there's shade. If there's shade, you're you're fine, and you're doing shit. You know, it's not like you're just like at home. Like you get home and turn on the TV and relax and crank it. You know, down the air conditioner, or crank up the heater. You know, so you'll be busy. So you just need a a place to where you can crawl into and stay warm and dry at night, safe. You know, the way where you can shore up your entrance like a boma to where you're asleep and and nothing can come in and get you even snakes if you're good at it because <laughs> i hate snakes so there's one type of shelter you know your tent you know a teepee lean to whatever learn how to do that kind of decide it depends on your family uh, you know and who you're with and it's me and my wife we could live in a a real low you know hovel basically you know, just wide enough for two people to sleep and, and keep dry and, and and eat. You know, a little bit of headroom there, you know, in case it's raining outside. If you need to stay in for a few days, you know, you got your your supplies and your provisions in back. And and, and everything's secure, then, then you're good to go. Tent you might need if you got, you know, 25 kids running around and you know, or the world ends and you're on a, expedition with the the youth group or something so there's that you might be out and find an old house that's abandoned miner shack an old thing you know like around here there's hundreds of old 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 buildings that you know it takes a serious fucking four-wheel drive to get to doesn't mean you couldn't hike there pretty easy there's water around there, so you could go in there, scavenge around, clean it up. You know, if it looks like it's something that's used all the time by, you know, crackheads or kids from school and stuff, you got to weigh the odds. You know, is somebody going to come up there because they know it's there? I, I don't know. You know, maybe. But that's true anywhere. You know, so... You'd want to be secure in that. So you'd want to, you know, find a place to where you can keep an eye out on everything around you. And then also um, maybe set up some alarms, booby traps, you know. And so with that would come maybe some motion detectors, some really cheapy little fuckers, you know, to where you could set them up around there and, and just get an alert on on your cell phone which would still be working and the wi-fi might still be working so there's there's options you know some of them are wireless like in my store i have uh these little things that when you open the door way back in the in the warehouse it it rings so I know there's someone walked in if I'm unloading a truck or something. And then there's one in the back door if somebody pushes a wireless doorbell, basically. And then, you know, the drivers can push that and it rings up front where I can hear it. So I know someone's back there because it's not like I can't see the back and the way the trucks come in. I don't even know they're there. So those would work for like a way to protect your sorry ass. You know, when the world's ending out there, you know, some wireless things, um, booby traps. There's a lot of really uh, good ways to build and make booby traps. 
you know, some of them are pretty lethal. And, and so you'd, you'd, you'd only be doing that if, if the world really ended. And, 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 you know, people are running around killing people. And, and that's not too far off because, you know, you watch these videos on the news where some guy just hauls off and knocks someone out, hit, a, hit an older gentleman and, and killed him. You know, he just, he fell down, he broke his neck on the curb or hit the car or something. I mean, the guy hit him hard enough to knock his ass out maybe, but, you know, the way he landed, you know, it killed him. I've seen, you know, guys go into a phone store and just beat the shit out of some girl working there for no fucking reason. So we are already at that place in a civil society but it, it, the, the, the veneer of civility is flaking away like layers on an onion. And they, each one dries out and flakes away to where it's getting really, really bad. And, and, and it doesn't take long for that to, to collapse a society. You know, because of rule of law is, is broken down so much point. And it's not so much rule of law as the, the fear of prosecution. They know they're going to get away with it. They can walk in and just shoot somebody and walk out. And if they get caught, if they're in Gascon's territory in California, it just sets them free. So to think about booby traps and lethal booby traps and, you know, like rat traps with shotgun shells that, you know, when that thing snaps, it hit, pushes a nail into that and boom, you know, uh, you know, watch, uh, that one, um, what was it? Not backdraft. Fuck was it? it? Had Tommy Lee Jones was an IRA terrorist, and and then there was oh shit, can't think. Of, I think it was Kurt Russell. Maybe I'd be getting my movies mixed up because Kurt Russell was in backdraft. I think it was the other one that had. Forrest Whitaker, I think, was in it. And I, I'm going to just wing it and say uh, Quaid, maybe. I don't know. Tommy Lee Jones. Um, you know, the guy, you know, booby traps this old abandoned ship, you know, shipped off just barely off the coast so he can get to it. And he booby traps the shit out of it with pipe bombs full of nails and then when you trip the wire it you know does a, a mouse trap that bam you know, acts as a firing pin sets off that that charge in there and just nails and glass and bb's and 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 buckshot all blast out and it's in a stairway to where you wouldn't even know you triggered it and then it it just takes out your your fucking legs you know your your ankles right there so, you know, I hate talking about booby traps as part of shelter, but you really got to protect yourself because people are just effed up. And two, three days without food and water and information on what's going on, and they're gonna they're gonna just snap. So if you're up in the mountains hiding out in some old cabin, you're gonna want security. You know, whether it's, you know. Booby traps, wireless doorbells that can let you know something's going on, but 
you know, if it's really stealth, you'll know they're there, but they might not know you heard them there. You know, you can do uh, infrared, you know, like garage door openers. They're real fucking low maintenance, but once that, you, you walk in front of that, it, it'll chirp, it'll beep you. Um, a lot of different types of real cheap uh, motion sensors out there that would tell you. And then if you set up your light board, you know, with what area you draw your house and their cabin in the middle and, you know, what area. And then have, you know, a back and a front sneaky ass exit, you know, and, and don't have all your, your supplies in the house. You know, have them hidden in a, in a, a cache somewhere. So even if you have to get out really quick, you know, and you, you they, they go, ha, we got his gun. Now he's unarmed. No, you have, you know, more guns. So that, to me, when I talk about shelters, what I'm thinking is into-the-world type shelter. You're going to have to leave your house. Hopefully when you come back, it hasn't been burnt to the ground and destroyed, but you still have the property. You still have the community and your neighbors that you lived with. So if it's, you know, if you got in a small town and you got, you know, maybe an acre or two and, and you like your neighbors and you like your town, then you're going to go back even though your house might got burnt down. You know, okay, you'll, you'll survive. You know, hopefully they didn't, you know, destroy all of your, your preps for your cottage industry and your food. But if you're smart and you bury them, which I still need to do that part of it. Um, so that's the shelters, you know, kind of tents, caves, you know, uh, debris huts or, or kind of lean-tos that are just buried to where you can go in and stay warm no matter if it's snowing outside. You're warm. You know, if you want to put a little itty-bitty teeny-weeny, you know, fire thing in there that could just kind of heat it up, if it's insulated well enough, you're not going to need to worry about a, a massive fire in a fireplace, you know. It's not going to matter. It is, you know, you just want to be warm and, 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 and all your blankets and shit to sleep. Raining like hell. Can you hear that? Wow. I'm glad I brought the baseboard home for a job we're doing yesterday. Because I was going to do it today and I was like, ah. I'll go pick it up now and waste some time at Lowe's. So I got to paint it, but at least it's not getting ruined. See, you never know what the hell's going to happen until it happens. Little hydroplaning here. This is awesome. I live in Arizona, so rain is awesome. This is the beginning of monsoons. Wow. That hell sounds like uh, fucking snowballs. This is cool. 
camera is ginormous piece of shit. I need to get a new phone because I need a new camera. Well, that was cool. <laughs> Calming down a little bit. All right, well, it looks like that's over. Typical Arizona storm. If you don't like the rain, drive five miles and it'll be gone forever. So, you know, like, see, you can tell in Arizona, shelter, <laughs> when the monsoons hit, it's torrential for about five minutes. Also for shelter, like the end of the world, You know, I don't know about where you live, but here there's a lot of old abandoned highways and railroad tracks. And there's usually big, huge culverts that you could go into if you needed to and kind of clean it out. You know, when you go in there, make sure there's nothing in there first. And if there's some javelina, kill one of them so you've got dinner. Um... So you can get under there and kind of close up one end and, you know, protect the other one. But it's, it's extremely dangerous because, like, this rain, see, like, that wash, that culvert you'd be in, it's just now flooded, you know. Just long enough to just take you out of the equation <laughs> and wash you down the river. Um but a lot of the railroad ones are a little different because the the, the bridges and, and even the culverts are up a little higher because they didn't want them to get washed out as quickly. So it would allow the water to rise a bit and then run across for some weird engineering reason or maybe just because they haven't been used so long that, you know, dirt's built up around there. So you want to, you know, kind of have something like that in mind, maybe. Um, mountains. I have a lot of mountains around here that are just totally accessible by foot um, or, you know, even my vehicle. I mean, I took my Mustang back in the day to places guys were afraid to take their stupid four-wheel drives. Yeah, you brought it your Mustang? It's like, yeah, it's got positive traction rear end, so it'll go anywhere. And then I just drive smart, you know, because I don't have a big lifted four-wheel drive. Well, I did, but I didn't have it running at the time when I went to this one camp out with a father and son kind of thing. Um, so there's the mountains you can get to, and that could be your shelter. You go up there and build something. Uh, find an old cabin, like I was saying. A lot of the mountains around here for near Tombstone and stuff had mines. A lot of long, deep mine shafts that run horizontal back a couple hundred feet, sometimes even more if they found something. Dang, face itches. And uh, 
you could go back in there. They're up really high um, in the mountains. Some of them have water from springs or, you know, the aquifer. It's almost like artesian. It just pushes the water up through the rock. And you're in a mountain, but you're still lower than Mexico, which is, you know, obviously to the south of us. So water just seeps in. And in one of them, you know, somebody dammed it off. So it was like four or five feet of water, crystal clear. You'd still want to test it because it might have arsenic in it and some other fucked up shit. But uh, either way, there's that. Um lot of lot of options when you really think outside the box so if you're in the city um, as soon as you realize the shit has hit the fan I would recommend leaving then right then before it starts getting crazy because crazy happens in an instant and with these these kids and these gangs nowadays uh, they don't sit there and think about should we attack this guy or these people, you know, like in the 50s. And they might go, hey, you know, that's Mr. Rogers. We like him. Now they just run up, attack you, beat you to death and take your shit. Just like we were talking earlier, just a minute ago. So, you know, they're they're a little more violent. And, and I don't know if they're crazy. They just know they can be more crazy acting because no one's going to care. Well, the minute they get it through their head that even the police are, like, not around, you know, because they still could get arrested. And if they don't live in Gascon's area, they, they could do some time in jail. Well, now that's not going to happen at all. So everything is in their favor now. There's no law enforcement. The DAs don't give a shit. You know, everything's falling apart. And, and they were raised with this attitude, like, life doesn't matter, just kill him and take his shit so I would be gone the first signs of what I thought was bad shit I live in a small town so I got a little more leeway there to maybe stash some of my stuff and then get the fuck out when things get bad because I've told the law enforcement in my area I'm not going to be here I will shoot them fuckers the minute I see them coming on my property and then you're going to think I'm a vigilante because you're trying to maintain law and order during the craziest time of in, in the world history, or at least America's history. And so I don't want to be in jail through the apocalypse, giving away all my silver and shit to get out, to bribe somebody, find a lawyer. Fuck, are you kidding? So in the city... Hunkering down is a death sentence. Doesn't mean you can't come back. But I wouldn't circle back for a couple of years when everyone's dead and then all the crazies spread out into the country thinking, well, them farmers got food because they have no fucking clue where food comes from. But they've, they've watched enough movies, like Andy and Mayberry, to think life's better out there. And so they, they go that way. And then they migrate up to the mountains and get eaten by fucking mountain lions and bears. Okay, so I wouldn't circle back to a big city for a couple of years. I mean, that's just straight up wouldn't happen. But you, you know, 
So you got to think shelter away from where you are. Hunker down and shelter in place is just, just it's bad. And, and if, if you think you're going to do that, then what you're going to do is you're going to keep all your preps there under your bed and shit. And then when you realize it's time to get the fuck out of Dodge, things are crazier than you ever imagined. You're going to hesitate because you got all that stuff here. And while you're debating whether you should stay or you should go, you're going to die because you're hesitating. So try to keep your stuff further out. You know, you got a friend that lives out of the city, even a few miles. It's like a little bit more rural-ish, you know, and he's not insane and crazy. Then, you know, maybe put some of your stuff there. You know, ask him if you can cash some stuff, you know, on his 10 acres or whatever horse property. And, and you know, whether he's a prepper or not, if he's your friend, he'll go, yeah, sure. And then, you know, eventually he's going to say, well, you're kind of serious about that. And then he might go in on some shit and stash his crap, too. But I, I, I trust nobody, so I wouldn't let him know where I'm cashing it. I'd just let him know that I'm cashing it there. Or, you know, BLM land, that shit's every fucking where. You go five miles out of a town and it's all BLM land. It's just Bureau of Land Management, not Black Lives Matter. They don't own any land. Um, so Forest Service, you just, you know, if you're lucky enough to live by, you know, forest land or BLM land, you know, you can hike for a mile or two. And that's where you, you know, while the world is still not fucked, you go out there and you, you stash your shit. Read up on tubes for, for caches and, and how to put guns and stuff in there to where they won't rust because of condensation. You figure it all out and then you do it. And then, you know, mark it on GPS, but that's cute and all that. But if the cell towers are down and GPS is down and, you know, Russia nukes are, you know, EMPs us, it's going to EMP our satellites too because they're not fucking idiots. So do that. You know, mark it on a map. Actually draw a very detailed map. Don't like, you know, big tree because that might die over a fucking few years. Just go somewhere where you go all the time or should go all the time, you know, and, and you look around at, you know, all the bushes and shit. And, and you, you, you go, I always camp here because there's this bluff here. I could walk to it in my sleep. And right under here, I'm going to just dig a fucking hole and throw my shit in there and bury it up and build a campfire on it. There. I don't have to worry about it. Everyone think it's a campfire. It's down deep enough. It's not going to melt it or hurt it. And then when you got a bug out, you're not going to be sitting there going, ah, oh, should I stay or should I go? Fuck. And, and it, you know, two, three hours in a bad situation is like, hesitating two, three minutes in a bar fight, you're going to get sucked into it. Someone's going to hit you over the head with a bottle and you're going to be down for the count. You might even be dead. So just all I can tell you about shelter is wherever you're at in a city, get the fuck out. Find another place, your fallback position, and then fall back quickly and you'll survive. And then you can add on and move and come back and all that other happy shit. Set up your fucking tent, whatever, later. So, all right, I'm home. It's Friday. Me and the wife are going to go out and have dinner because the world has not ended yet. So, 
fuck, might as well enjoy the reality that still is. So talk to you all later. I hope this uh, was not too scattered or shotgun mass, but I think you can grasp what I'm trying to say. Shelter is more than just house or a tent. So talk to you later. Bye-bye. We've made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. They invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. That's just my game.